0: You're listening to Half Stack Highlights, a blogcast dedicated to showcasing the latest in indie talent, business, and creative opportunities for the dreamer in you. We bring you intimate conversations with up and comers, entrepreneurs, and fellow dreamers alike, and we're based right here in Chicago. In today's episode, Director of Digital Content Sophia Sanchez interviews Lauren Rippey head coach of the Aurora University lacrosse team, who is also a seasoned veteran in running, time trialing, and triathlons. Lauren will be one of the keynote speakers at Half Stacks Health Expo this Saturday, May 3rd, from 10 a.m. to noon. Visitors will have the opportunity to participate in a barefoot natural running clinic from Lauren and hear more about fitness and her experience. Throughout the episode, Sophia and Lauren talk endurance training, Lauren's journey in triathlons, and her experience as a coach trying to build the complete athlete.
1: Okay, so first of all, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me and answer some questions for all of our Half Stack listeners. Um, We're all very excited. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all very excited to have you be a part of the upcoming Health Expo tomorrow, actually, um, at, with CrossFit 630 in Naperville. Um, so with that being said, I'll just jump right into a few questions, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Can you just start off by giving, giving me some of your background information, some professional background information, how you got started in the world of endurance training, that kind of thing?
2: Sure. I um, started out as a PE, a high school PE coach, and um, really liked the training aspect in class, you know, maybe some of the students didn't at the time, um, and I was also a high school PE, um, a class coach, and, you know, kind of, trying to build the, the complete athlete, I started looking into ways uh, to do that. And then I actually found the, the world of triathlon. I was a runner at the time. And, you know, and that was, I thought, the complete world of, you know, having three disciplines and always constantly changing your, your training to stay fresh and uh, maximize your discipline. So that just kind of intrigued me and from there. You know, just kind of became good at it, and, and continued to take um, uh, coaching classes and clinics, and kind of started giving back to the new people on the circuit and developing uh, my certifications, and kind of found my niche in the um, adult world uh, with uh, endurance training um, as far as cycling, um, marathon running, um, and the world of triathlon too.
1: Okay. Now, I think I read on your profile on Endurance Sports, um, the website, that you're originally from Texas. You grew up in Dallas.
2: I was uh, born and raised in Dallas for most of my life, and I went to Texas Tech University. And as a high schooler, I actually just played basketball all the way through high school. And then when I got to college, uh, through Title IX, I had the opportunity to play lacrosse, and then that was kind of my my sport that I clicked with and enjoy so much, you know, uh, to this day. Okay.
1: And it's kind of funny, actually, you're... uh... You're a Texas gal now living in in Chicago, and I'm a Chicago gal now living in Texas. um. Oh, that is
2: is so funny. I did she, was it like your El
1: Paso, your hometown? Well, I, uh, so when I originally moved here, I was living in San Antonio because that's where my parents live, but I just recently moved to Austin. Oh
2: my gosh, I'm so
1: jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love it here. Um, So how is it that you made your way to Illinois?
2: I actually after graduating I had two high school friends um in the city of Chicago um, and I and they bought me a plane ticket for graduation to come see them and so I came up during Super Bowl weekend which was the absolute
0: worst you yeah. weather we
2: had like three feet of snow, you know, I'm carrying my, my luggage, you know, from the, the L uh, to their apartment and all this snow, but then I ended up falling in love with the city, you know, being right on the water. It was just so inadvertent and, you know, so many fun and young people that it was, you know, Kyle, like, I'm going to start my life up here, and that was kind of it, and I've been here ever since. I I have not been able to leave.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's pretend this is a dummy crash course for, you know, people who are unfamiliar with endurance training, and I know that you've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but can you give us some examples of activities that would fall under that category?
2: So, the the purpose with endurance training um, is my philosophy. I align with uh, CrossFit, is more of an aggressive approach where you're targeting um, short uh, to medium intervals in that anaerobic phase, the energy system, um, so that you are are pushing, you know, so to speak, your wall um, of. ease, you know, um, getting up to uh, speed with with working out. Um, a lot of people buy into this theory of long slow distance training. Which, you know, if you're trying to train to run fast, you don't want to be running slow. So there's kind of a flaw in that in that method there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting um, athletes into um, bike intervals, time trials, short intervals, high intensity training. Um, also with with runners, making sure that they're doing. 100, 200, 400 repeats, you know, nothing over 800 um, is necessary unless you're going to do a race simulation or a race, you know, so that's kind of what we work with is breaking it up, you know, uh, into sizable distances, um, but really pushing the pace of so your full throttle all the way.
1: Okay. And you yourself have competed in, uh, like, triathlons, correct? And other races? Yes. Um, what would yeah. you say is the appeal for you specifically um, in wanting to compete?
2: Um, I think I've always been a competitor coming from um, high school and college sports and, and now taking it into the adult community, trying to find uh, things that still challenge me, that still excite me to get my adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the longer distances, which a lot of people think that, you know, they can't do, gives me pleasure because I feel like you've accomplished i think i'm going to be getting into are the obstacle racing which you know now they're combining and mirroring uh, some profit workouts per se but yet they take it and they put it in you know uh, a land situation and change up the terrain and change up the distances and you can't really prepare for it totally so you got to go with the day and um give it your best and you know see, see what comes up with that so it's kind of uh, have variables and a lot of it's out of your control, but you can, you know, try to train the best you can. So I think that that um, piqued you know, my curiosity
1: uh, for that next level. Yeah, you know, it's funny is that I've actually never my I myself have never done like a triathlon or a marathon. I've always wanted to, but I have done the obstacle uh, courses. Uh, like I, yeah, okay. I've done Tough Mudder a couple times, and then I also did um, the Spartan Beast. I think it was. Um, and you're, beach. oh yeah. Yeah. And the Spartan one was significantly tougher than the Tough Mudder, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, you make a good point is that, you know, you can do your best to, tr- to, you know, kind of train as much as you can, but there's always something that you, you know, you kind of didn't expect, but yeah, if you love, I mean, I think you'll love it. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. Well, cause you know, you train or trap on and you
2: know, the distance and either you're on a hilly course or a flat course, you know, but the only elements that you're trying to navigate through are might, might be the, the heat of the day and then your hydration, whereas the obstacle course, you don't know what they're going to throw at you. Or the distance, you know, it could be in between here and here, and, you know, we are using these obstacles. So it's kind of like, all right, now go. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little element of surprise and, and uh, fear a little bit, which I think will keep
1: everyone on their toes. Right. And, you know, you actually make another good point because one of the things that I found with a Tough Mudder specifically was the very first one that I ever did. And, and, you know, I was, you know, nervous because I was like, you know, what if I can't complete the obstacles and the obstacles, I mean, they're tough, but it was actually the terrain that got me because, you know, like you said, it's muddy, it's wet, it's humid, it's hot. And, you know, the, the, the hills that we were climbing up were so steep and so muddy that it was far harder than, um, than any of the obstacles themselves.
2: dealing with the controlled situation, that's, you know, that is what, you know, humbled in, um, uh, makes a level playing field for everybody because they all have to deal with the mudslides and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's a mental, you know, win when you overcome it. because you look at this wall or this rope and you're like, how the heck am I going to get up that? You know, and, and you do. Yeah. Or are you, like in the Spartan race, you, you know, um, <laughs> for a challenge. Exactly. <laughs> you know, 30 rupees <laughs> definitely a
1: challenge. Okay. So with that being said, can you explain a little bit what Endure it Sports is for those who may be unfamiliar with the company?
2: Yeah, Endure it Sports is a bike retail and coaching facility in Naperville. They also offer winter indoor coffee trainer, you know, cycling classes because you can't really go outside um, in the negative 20-degree weather, uh, held by um, qualified coaches. So you have a class that you sign up for, and the coaches take you through a workout based off of your power output. So numbers don't lie, and data is, is really um, what's going to help you uh, improve as an athlete in having that knowledge um, is power. So people who just ride without having that feedback, you know, and, and trying to ride by feel and, and proceed exertion level, you really don't know where you are until you actually take a look at those numbers. So that's kind of uh, the value add that we offer at Endurance. And then anything for your bike necessities, mechanics, um ordering equipment, and, and they also do uh, shipments to races. So if you need to pack up your, your bike and go, um, they'll do it for you and they'll deliver it to your race because a lot of the um, longer and endure triathlons um, are out of state. So you got to do your um, bike and equipment to race day here, there too. Okay.
1: Um, and what is it exactly that you do for them?
2: I'm at one of their um, cycling concentrator trainer coaches, and that's how I fit into that puzzle.
1: Okay. And can you explain the difference between endurance Life and endurance
0: Sports?
2: Endurance sports is is more the competitive athlete with uh, the biking, the swim um, components, where Endurance Life is more of the casual, you know, um, clothing line for your everyday active
1: person. Okay. So now I have just a couple of questions for someone who may be kind of starting out in endurance training. Um, In your opinion, how important do you think it is for that person to seek, you know, a personal trainer or a coach to kind of help along the way in preparing?
2: I absolutely think for the beginner and intermediate, it's crucial to learning as much about the industry, the sport, or the race itself to seek out someone who can guide them through the process, kind of get their training lined up, and then also look at their uh, efficiency in the disciplines, whether it's just fully running or, or running, biking, or swimming. Uh, cause you don't know what you don't know unless, you know, someone helps you out with that. Um, so if you can't seek out a coach to guide you and get on your way, and also kind of takes the, the what-if factor out of there. Like, what, if, what am I doing that's right? You know, am I doing what I need to be doing? Is my distance and my speed, you know? And that's always good to have that account, accountability with a coach um, who can give you that sort of feedback. And then, you know, years two or three, you can mimic kind of that training and you kind of learn yourself as you as you go through the races and you and you kind of learn what you need to do and and how to taper uh, but the biggest thing that I have found with endurance racing and endurance athletes uh, especially um, people that have been in the industry for a while is they omit the strength training and that is a component that I think is so crucial with uh, CrossFit and how that can fit in is when you are running to get faster and biking to get faster so it faster you are shutting off a lot of your core muscles and posterior chain that need to be strong you need to train that outside of your disciplines and uh we should be able to do that as endurance athletes because we think we need to be you know lighter and faster and you know getting powerful and bulky and too much weight and that's just kind of misconceptions that are out there in the endurance community
0: okay
1: now do you think that anyone can compete in a, an endurance competition
2: like with the Spartan races, you got different um, distances. You got sprints, triathlons, um, which are very short, usually lasting uh, around about an hour, mm-hmm. and then you've got Olympic um, distance that can be you know two to three hours, depending on the athlete, um, all the way up to half Ironman and Ironman, and those to be four uh, hours, all the way up to the Ironman distance.
1: And how much do you think um, nutrition plays into training for an endurance race?
2: Um, I think nutrition plays about 70% into your training plan. So I should say you should focus 70% of your training plan on nutrition because people tend to not, eat around, they're about to workout and then they have a poor performance, and so if they start to structure and look at food as fuel as, as opposed to food as, you know, something I enjoy, then they start to become and think more like an athlete, what do I need to do to get through this workout, what do I need to do to rebuild my muscle after this workout for the next workout, and to prepare them uh, for the next phase, and then on race day, it's it, it's huge, you know, you post uh, endurance athletes, you ask them what went down, you know, in their long race, you're so like, oh, it's my, my nutrition, my like, guy just couldn't absorb any more nutrients and, you know, I couldn't run because, you know, my fouls were extended. So all the, um, training and racing, um, uh, negatives come up with, uh, nutrition and hydration. So I think it's very crucial to focus on that component. It's like the third component or fourth component in a in a triathlon, you get your swimming, your you're biking, your running, and
1: then also your nutrition. So it's actually four disciplines, not three. Okay. <clears throat> and as one of our keynote speakers um, tomorrow, it's my understanding that you'll be providing a quick running clinic for the guests as well.
2: Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so we'll kind of go through a couple of little different techniques. and. and- start to get uh these beginners and even if we have some um advanced skill you know, runners out there thinking about running in a different way in a different capacity and then actually trying to put practice into motion and seeing if we can make their stride more efficient
1: okay now what would you say are some of the benefits and or hindrances of running properly versus having like a poor running gait
2: um, definitely, the first and foremost is, is injury. Um, if you have a poor running gait, that's usually meaning that you're heel striking, and that's going to be sending a lot of shock up your joints, and as we get older, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our joints and not, you know, providing excess uh, strain on them, as well as, you know, fatigue. If you are Using the principles um, for efficiency properly, uh, you'll feel less fatigued, You actually be able to perform better, as opposed to trying to overcome your self-imposed obstacles with your running gait. And I usually, and that uh, self-imposed obstacle is the um, you know stop-start method in your stride, where you kind of throw on the, ba- the brakes when you overstride, and then you have to get over that overstride, and then you're pushing. So you're. You're really creating lung levers and a lot more work for your body to do and
1: overcome. Okay. Now, and this might be kind of a stretch um, to answer, but do you think that there's a, like, the majority of the population doesn't know how to properly run? And I use the word properly in quotations simply because, you know, I don't think that there are a lot of people that necessarily know the difference. Uh
2: Uh-huh. I think, you know, that's a, that is a very interesting question. Um, running is like the easiest form of exercise because all you need are a parachute. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need, a, you know, you know technically a coach. You can just go out your door and, and do it um, and see how benefits happen. Um, but the ramifications of just doing that and not knowing how to run properly, you might see later. It might be months later. It might be years later um, or lots of miles You know later of the wear and tear that you kind of have over time on your body um so as far as not knowing what you don't know about running it's always good to um continue to seek knowledge and learn and take it into your account and see if you can you know uh, make your um, performance a little bit better and and see if it you know lightens the load on your joints and and on your back a lot of times people get a lot of lower back injuries and and frankly, it's because of the injury that most people stop running. And if we can show them that there's a way to run healthfully, then maybe they'll like it again and and, and take it back up. But, um, you know, it, I mean, that is a, a tricky, tricky to, to answer, but um, definitely there's always room for improvement.
1: Right. Um. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I used to be, um, I mean, a runner, not necessarily competitively, but, you know, I was, that was my main form of exercise for many, many years. Um, and until Uh I met my fiance, who is a personal trainer, um, it was, I don't know if it was just the timing, you know, or what it was, but like, as soon as we met and we started dating, I started feeling like intense pain in my knees and in my ankles when I was running, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to stop altogether. And, Uh and, um, you know, I don't know if it has to do with the way that I was running, if I was doing it wrong all these years, but my knees were horribly internally rotated. And I'd never even known that that was a thing until, you know, my fiance pointed it out to me. But, um, you know, I think, I think that that was a contributing factor is that, you know, my gait was probably not where it should have been. Um, and as a result, the fact that, he pointed it out to me like look at what your knees are doing I'm like oh my gosh I never even noticed that
2: but well yeah you know you, you don't know why your body does that and you know it, it's definitely something that's off in your symmetry and it's creating like tight fascia it sounds like you know um through your uh have doctor situation mm-hmm. and it's you know forcing your to IT to overextend so mm-hmm. that's Definitely can be painful, but a lot of people don't know why it's happening in their body. They just think, "Oh, they're they're not built to run," and it's just you know, we gotta work on some deficits and, and get you stronger. And usually, everything that, that a runner has as a deficit it stems from their hips um, and imbalances there. So if we can kind of recorrect some of that, um, then we can you know get them running you know um, without uh, pain.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, it's, it, that's exactly how he explained it to me, but, you know, if I try and go and explain that to somebody else, I can't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's good that you know what it means. You know, it, that, that's all that matters. Yeah. It's always okay. It's what it has affecting my body, and this is what i got to do to you know to it. You might not necessarily be able to, to vocalize that, but, but definitely that's, that's, that's good.
1: Okay, so I just have one last question for you. Do you have any advice for someone who may be on the fence about taking part in an endurance competition? What they should kind of do to to kind of help make the decision as to whether or not to compete?
2: You know, um, definitely. You know, life life is short, and we fear a lot of things. And um, you know, that could be an exciting fear. And if you're hesitant about trying an endurance, you know, race. I would say, you know, talk to someone you know, who is local, who has done it before. Kind of get that feedback. The more comfortable, the more knowledge you have about the event, and you know what to expect. Uh, the more comfortable you are going to be to sign up for that. Um, also, grabbing a friend, you know, to, to kind of go with you will definitely ease uh, that fear and hesitancy of trying something new. So, those are probably the two big things I would suggest to people: is just, you know, uh, talk to someone, give them information, know what to expect, and then. You know, do it with a friend and, and kind of suffer through that together.
0: Okay. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Half Stack Highlights. Thanks, Lauren, for your insight and expertise. If you're in need of coach, you can find Lauren at Endure it, Naperville, a multi-sport shop and training facility. If you are in the Chicagoland area, make sure to stop by Half Stack's Health Expo at CrossFit Six Three Zero in Naperville on Saturday, May third, from ten to noon, to participate in her running clinic. Finally, please feel free to rate our podcast and leave a comment on iTunes. Your comments and feedback will help us to grow as we develop this new outlet and will allow the podcast, the people, and the creative showcase to be exposed to an even bigger audience. Thanks for your support.